Thanks for tuning into the Firehouse Chronicles with Matt and Katie Spinks, stumbling our way through the glory since 2008. These are our ongoing episodes of revelations into the simple and blissful gospel of Jesus Christ. You can find us at thefirehouseprojects.com, find more on our Facebook page, subscribe to our YouTube channel at You Are Gods on YouTube, or find these podcasts on any of the podcasting platforms, Apple Music, Spotify, etc. We're also on Instagram. Find us all over the internet. We just want to share the joy, the ecstatic bliss of the unconditional love of Jesus and our union with Him. So enjoy the episodes and maybe even consider sharing the link with a friend. Hey, what's up, friends? Hey, we're coming to you with another one of our vlogs, podcasts, uh, YouTube videos, and we're live on Facebook right now. Um, Just want to share today about keeping it simple and taking it personal in this gospel and this good news. And so uh, we're uh, we're seeing a few people hop on. We do these from time to time on Facebook. Um, In 2021, I've just been enjoying doing some kind of live vlogs and having some interaction. Um, You can interact through typing in the comments if you hop on. Um, And so be looking out for for when we go live on Facebook. It's just fun, you know, have a little interaction. but yeah, as people are hopping on, maybe I'll just share. We do have a couple of events coming up. I want to invite you next week. We're going to be in Tampa, Florida doing our Milk and Honey Glory event, um, which is going to be so fun. We're renting an Airbnb. A bunch of us are crashing there. We're doing meetings every night. Then we're going out to the beach just to hang out and to pray for people. And uh, so it's going to be an outreach slash vacation slash gospel party. If that sounds fun to you, hit us up. There's still time to come join us in Tampa. We're also going to be in Wilmington, North Carolina, um, May 7th to 9th. So if uh, if you are anywhere near North Carolina and you got a free weekend or you want to come out and just bask in the gospel with us, just get whacked, enjoy the bliss, um, get high on the most high, uh, come on out to Wilmington, May 7th to 9th. Um, these are all free events. Um, going to be fun. Um, what else are we doing? We have our Union Bliss Bible studies as well every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern on Zoom. And uh, those are free, you can just hop in 2 p.m. Eastern. So if you're on the West Coast, it's a little earlier. If you're over in Europe, or we have friends tuning in from all around the world, it should be a time where on Sunday, uh, people can still hop in. It's not the middle of the night for any of y'all, as far as I know, unless you're over in Asia. But uh, those have been really fun, interactive as well. If you like the, uh, if you wanna just, you know, grow in, in discipleship and grow in the gospel and in the message, uh, or just get whacked with us. Um, yeah, we're excited about that. So yeah, there's some of the things we have going on. Send us a message, hit us up if you want more details. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to share some thoughts today on uh, keeping it simple and taking it personal. Um, man, the, the gospel and really all the true truths of Jesus, true truths are simple. Um, and, and isn't it crazy how so many spiritual gurus or spiritual teachers or self-proclaimed prophets always have these big, complicated, enlightened sounding words. And I've just been reminded lately, like personally, just how simple it is, um, just how, you know, it's for little children, you know, the kingdom of heaven belongs to little children. And so, uh, I just think, you know, to me, I'd much rather have, a, I'm, I'm impressed by a person who has 
integrated this simple gospel into their life in such a way where you can feel um, the security, number one, and all the fruits of the Spirit in this message and in unconditional love. And uh, even as you're tuning in today, you know, maybe ask yourself, what are the simple core realities of the gospel? Like what are, because the second half of this video, I want to talk about taking it personal because I think a lot of us have heard some of the message or we've heard, you know, we think we know the basics, but are we allowing those things to really be, you know, true for us individually and personally? And so, but I think first of all, you know, one of the reasons why we keep hammering the same message over and over when we minister, I mean, first of all, because it's changed our lives, it's impacted, I mean, I feel the bliss and the glory of God every day. Thank you, Lord. Um, but it's also because there's so many of these simple things that it just feels like uh, we still haven't gotten a hold of. You know, what did I write earlier? I said, we keep speaking the same things over and over, partly because we look around and see that so many still haven't settled into them. You know, settled into the unconditional love of God, settled in to the basics. And, and what are the simple realities? And, and that's what I'm, you know, putting out in this video. I just want to cause us to ask these questions of Holy Spirit and, and of ourselves today. Like, what are the simple essentials, like the bare bones essentials of the good news? Um, man, like what could we not live without? And not that we want to throw out all the other stuff that's maybe not, you know, that's not as important. It's not like we're, you know, rejecting every small thing in the kingdom or whatever. But what is, what are the big things of the kingdom? Namely, our union, you know, Jesus Christ. What's the message of Jesus? And, and are we personally resting in that? Are we personally experiencing that in our daily lives? And so, I know it sounds so funny, but I just keep getting reminded everywhere I go. And especially for those of you that grew up in the church or you've been to so many conferences, isn't it, isn't it weird how it's like so much of the church is thriving off of something new and interesting. We want something exciting. We want something mind-blowing, not realizing that we have enough to eternally blow our minds forever in the person of Jesus and that so many of these guys that are, are bringing the new revelations or bringing, you know, profound insights or big prophetic words or whatever, you know, they, they don't seem secure in themselves. I mean, how many of you guys have seen prophets come and go, rise and fall, have a, a ministry that's great for five or ten years and then deny the gospel or, you know, get into an affair where they're not even you know, uh, their, their family's falling apart, their lives are falling apart because they haven't felt secure in the unconditional love of Abba, Jesus, and Holy Spirit. Whoa, you feel that? <laughs> That's where the whack is, dude. That's, you know, I could care less how many miracles you can pop, how many prophetic words you can give. I love that stuff, you know, I, or how many churches, how many disciples you can make or, you know, um, I think we so often thought of discipleship or a powerful man or woman of God by how much they do, how much they accomplish, you know, but that's not the simple gospel, right? What, what is essential? What is simple? You know, I just keep hearing the Lord bring me back to saying the powerful is the simple. The powerful is the simple. And, uh, and so I'm just, you know, 
vlogging today just to kind of provoke us like what is the simple what is the simple gospel what are the simple essentials of the faith the historic faith i i'm thankful that a number of our friends are getting back to what are, what is the historic faith of jesus that's been handed down to us through the ages you know you read the nicene creed for example and it's amazing what these church fathers and mothers included and what they left out you know what are the the basics that you want to let go to your core you want you want to soak settled into so that that's your home that's your consciousness that's your you know what resonates with your being and what gets you excited because there's more than enough in these essentials to keep you jacked man to keep you to keep you hammered um, I want to read a little bit one of my favorite books for the essentials lately has been this um, the Claim of Humanity in Christ by Alexander Sophie Radcliffe. I can't recommend this enough for getting some of just the essentials of the historic faith. Now, this is um, her uh, thesis on the Torrance brothers, and their, it's called Salvation and Sanctification in the Theology of T.F. and J.B. Torrance. But I think the Torrances really got to some of the essentials of, of what it means to be in him and him in us, of what it actually means that Jesus died for us and as us, we are co-crucified with Christ. And so I keep recommending this book, but, um, you know, one of the, just the bare bones essentials that just so often gets overlooked, I kid you not, it's so crazy how overlooked it gets, is the essential uh, unconditional love of God. It's so crazy because everyone would say it's all about love, right? It's all about unconditional love, but unconditional. Do, do we find ourselves secure, absolutely secure in unconditional love? Let me read. This is just one of my favorite quotes from this, uh, The Claim of Humanity in Christ. And it's just right from the beginning as, as uh, Alexander is laying the, some of the foundations in this book. But it says, and if you do have the copy, you can find this on page 27 of the book toward about the middle of the page. It says, a lack of assurance in salvation. And oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> it says the affirmation of God's unconditional grace grants assurance and a freedom to respond because God has already chosen the whole of humanity for salvation and provided a response for us in Christ. I'm just going to read that again. That's not, that is the main point, and then I'm going to illustrate it, or she illustrates it here. But it says, the affirmation of God's unconditional grace grants assurance and freedom to respond because God has already chosen the whole of humanity for salvation and provided a response for us in Christ. This is one of the simple things you want to let yourself settle into. It says, therefore, it is precisely because response is not demanded for our salvation that this creates a response to our salvation. Get that, man. If we could just get that in our bones, dude, it's precisely because a response is not demanded for our salvation that this creates a response to our salvation. That's what unconditional love does, right? Because it doesn't demand, then the person is inspired to respond. Um, I love it. Um, 
goes on to illustrate, when a person is coerced into a contract, they do not have a true understanding of God's grace and cannot respond with authentic love for God. Alan J. Torrance explains this with an analogy of two husbands who must travel abroad for business. I love this little picture. So just imagine two husbands have to travel abroad for, for business. Their wives become concerned at the temptations that may arise on their trip. Margaret says, John, never forget that if I find out that you have so much as nodded in the direction of another woman in the course of your travels, I will sue you for a divorce and ensure that you lose the kids, the house, and a substantial portion of your salary, not to mention your reputation. On the other hand, the other, the other wife, Jane, says, David, I would just like you to know that no matter what circumstances you find yourself in, and no matter what happens, I will always be there for you and I will always love you. If you make mistakes, never forget that I will always forgive you. Torrance argues that it is Jane's unconditional love that inspires a faithful response. Which of the two husbands is more likely to engage in the aforementioned untheological activities during his trip? One suspects that it would be John for the simple reason that as he left, his wife Margaret made it clear that she did not love him unconditionally. Contrary to the commitment inherent in their wedding vows, their relationship was a contractual one. She was, in effect, informing him that she did not really love him at all. The withdrawal of unconditional love could only serve to weaken the obligations that stem from it. The obligations on David were, by contrast, profoundly strengthened and in a way that was both affirming of him and surely freeing. It would not only intensify the obligatory response, but inspire and facilitate it. I, I just want to present to you today that this unconditional love is the simple gospel. That understanding, and, and in so much of Christianity, we've turned it into this contract, an if-then statement, that God will only love us, God will only bless us, God will only give us favor, or we're only, you know, something will only, good things will only happen in our lives or in our relationship with God if, if we so, so, and so. But the simple gospel comes to proclaim actual unconditional love, and that in Christ, by including all of humanity in Christ, this is the title of this book, which really is the gospel, you know, the claim of humanity in Christ, inclusion of all in him, regardless of their behavior, is, is so simple and so profound, man. And it's what enables me to walk in the glory, dude. It's, enable, it's what keeps me whacked. It's why I know that at any moment I can operate in Jesus, in Christ. I can live in Christ. I can feel intimacy with Christ. I can experience that, you know. I can rest secure in God and his grace to keep me motivated and inspired by his ability, not by my ego or my insecurities trying to make something happen so that all is well. I, I present to you guys that, like Julian of Norwich said, and I've been hearing this quote a lot lately and I love it, all is well all is well and all manner of things shall be well. Until we know that God in Christ has actually saved the world, has, has actually done it, is the Savior, is, is so good that he's not going to let everything get out of control and go to hell, 
it, until we realize these simple realities, we can't rest, right? And we can't become secure. And I think that's why you see so many, even believers that have walked with the Lord or whatever for so many years and then end up falling away or end up getting distracted or end up, you know, just whatever it may be, the crack in their foundation because they didn't have this foundation, this foundation of Christ, his cross, which reveals an unconditional love. So hallelujah, this is, this is the simple gospel. And I, and I was encouraging us today, you know, like I said, what, what else to you is, is essential? You know, what is the core? Um, what are the simple things? And uh, to, to keep us, you know, so many of us, especially when you get into theology or when you get into spirituality, we get excited about what's new and interesting. But may the context of our conversation always be the simple, powerful realities of Christ. You know, Christ, Paul said, I, I resolved to know nothing among you but Christ and him crucified. May that be what we're communicating. Though we may, you know, explore other, other things at times, but that our core is resonating secure in the unconditional love and that the context of our communication remains simple, right? That's what I'm just convinced, man. I, I love like prophetic words and big conferences and, you know, new and interesting sermons on random verses of the Bible or whatever. But dude, give me Christ. Give me Jesus. Tell me about unconditional love. And let's begin to live it in our midst. And dude, we, I mean, the, that's where the Jesus revolution begins, in the, in the simplicity, in the simple things. You know, I remember hearing that story from the Jesus movement, you know, when Lonnie Frisbee and uh, Chuck Smith and these guys were first kind of exploding out in SoCal with the, this Jesus movement that ended up sweeping in so many, you know, tens of thousands or if not millions across the world into awakening of Jesus. And I remember hearing they said, you know, in the early days, Lonnie would, would just go out and share Jesus and bring people into the church. And Chuck Smith would, would only preach God is love. They said for those first few years, it's like all he was preaching was God is love, the love of God, the love of God. And uh, man, I'm just convinced, dude, that is a, a foundational, you know, something we can notice there. Something foundational. You want to see Jesus revolution. Get back to unconditional love. So good, so good, so good. Um, so some other thoughts I had today, just sharing my blog thoughts. Uh, connected with this, you know. So we want to we want to grow into amazing, you know, manifestations of the kingdom, and we want to manifest the fullness. And uh, I've been contemplating discipleship and what it means to be a disciple of Jesus, and actually taking personal. Uh, discipleship again, guys. Like I think a lot of us you get caught up in just life or or maybe it's Christian conferences or circles or whatever you may be in, and you just forget you're a disciple of Jesus. Um, he is teaching you and, and training us up into his ways, you know. And uh, so that's why, you know, firstly, what are the simple things that Jesus is always teaching? Like we said, the grace of God and unconditional love, um, the cross, the true message of the cross, uh, oh man, which never gets old. But, you know, a lot of times discipleship is still kind of thought of as doing, you know, it's how much, how many, how much witnessing are you doing? How much prayer are you doing? How much service? And it does need to end up there. You know, um, you, it's, it's, you know, faith without works is dead. We want practical expression in life. We, we don't want just people talking about beliefs all the time and 
you know, uh, just caught up in their own little world and not being a practical blessing. But it has to start with being, right? It has to start with identity and being. And the simple unconditional love, um, but I guess another one of the simple things that I that I keep coming back to is identity, identity, identity. And even in discipleship, it's about uh, realizing our being before our doing. That doing in service and love, and I'm excited to serve, I'm motivated continually because I'm connected with who I am in Christ. Because it's resonating like I am a new creation, like I am alive. Um, and I, I know I'm a son, you know, I'm, I know I'm beloved. I know I'm, I'm, in, I'm intimate with him by virtue of, you know, I'm, I'm a like kind. I'm in his image and likeness. I'm one with Christ. And so I think just continuing to bring it back to our letting, taking personal, our identity. Uh, and, and another one that I believe the New Testament makes is essential, which is why I love the finished work of Christ, which is why I love grace, but um, is understanding part of our identity is as a receiver. And I just feel as a prophetic word for a lot of us, you know, you are primarily in your relationship with God, a receiver. You are here to receive his blessing, receive his grace. You know, even Jesus said, I do nothing of my own own initiative, which isn't that so interesting as the son of man, Jesus wasn't mustering up his own, you know, good deeds, his own love, his own servanthood, his own, all the things of discipleship. He was receiving grace. He was receiving, and those things were flowing as an overflow. And I just, I just think, man, for so many of us, we, we often get caught back again in being a doer, primarily, and and being an initiator. And uh, the whack flows. I kid you not, dude. I feel it again right now. Just in understanding that we are, yeah, we are receptacles. We are the receivers. And uh, everything that we give comes out of overflow. And so to stay in that primary state, walking through your day, not trying to make things happen, but noticing his life in you overflowing and where the, where the flow wants to go, where the flow of grace is. Where, another way I like to, to tell people is notice where the ease is because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. That doesn't mean he doesn't lead you into challenging things. But those challenging things come out of his mighty power. You know, Paul would say over and over that uh, I'm working by his mighty power that works so powerfully within me in so many various ways in the epistles, you know. So just remembering ourselves as receivers, you know, and moving by inspiration rather than being inspired by lack or need. I I just want to encourage you. I mean, I'm just dropping a lot of like little things, kind of what stuff I think about today, but... Maybe some of these, you just want to take home a little nugget and take it personal, you know. Being a receiver, moving from inspiration rather than a doer, responding just to lack and need. Uh, It is finished, man. Our life now is simply to enjoy for ourselves, understand who we are, and then out of that overflow, just like we were talking about with unconditional love, like knowing and allowing ourselves. You know, he came for you first. You know, he didn't just come to use you. That's such a crazy thing. He came to shower it on you that you would receive. Shing, ding, 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 and then release. And then, you know, blessed, and then you will be a blessing. Like the old Abrahamic statement, it was at Genesis 12, you know. Holy glory. So, you know, 
the second half of this, of kind of the blog today is, and I've already been mentioning this a lot, but I just want to keep encouraging us to take it personal. Like, first of all, today we we're talking about what are the simple things to bask in and revel in, like keeping it simple. Then secondly, taking those things personally. You know, one of the parts of the simple gospel, shing, ding, ding, is that I have been crucified with Christ and my ego is dead. The old selfish self died with Christ. But how many of us have really just settled into that and taken it personal? Like, um, one thing I've been hearing Holy Spirit saying is, and wanting to proclaim is, you actually do know what it feels like to walk in the old ego man, the selfish man, or to walk in Christ within. I mean, feel you can feel that throughout the day. It's like, does this feel like love? Does this feel like the old ego man who isn't really me? Or does this feel like Jesus? And in every moment, we have the fresh ability and empowerment to walk as he walked, to experience life as he experienced, and to have his life flowing through us in any moment. And that's where, you know, we notice love and joy and peace and patience and kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, goodness, self-control, like we talked about recently, bubbling up, noticing the fruits of the Spirit. But each one of us are powerful. You are not limited in any way to be able to live and walk like Christ, to live and walk like Jesus. In every moment, we get to take personal. And and that's where we're going to see fruit in our marriages, fruit in our local communities, you know, fruit in our workplace or uh, in in our churches is when we're like, man, I'm not going to let insecurity manifest through me. I'm more powerful than that. I'm, I'm, that old guy is dead. I'm not gonna let selfishness manifest through me. It's not through this active, difficult choice. Which one is easier to, to live as the old flesh man or to live in Christ? What's funny is the church used to almost always reinforce that it was easier to live in the flesh. But because of what Christ has done, dude, you're a new creation. What's your, what is your proneness? What is your propensity? Your propensity is to be like Jesus because you are made like Jesus. And so I just want to continue to encourage us, man, to take that personal, like, just everywhere we go, man, let the love flow. Let the peace flow. Let Christ flow. Participate in this life that's already happening. Um, whoa, you are loved whether you participate or not. Therefore, now we can we can just be kind, be Man, I, I'm the, the guys I know that understand grace are the kindest, compassionate, most servant-hearted. Now, there are some that speak grace. There, are, Some of you guys have seen that, especially when someone first kind of gets the message. They like they realize, oh, man, the church has all been wrong for so long. And and you, you can see some guys that just end up kind of getting angry and bitter, and, but they haven't yet taken personal the message. And when you begin to take personal, like how loved you are, and who you are in Christ, and how easy it is to walk like Jesus now, how powerful you are to live kind and not insecure, to live as a servant and a blesser of others, not as a selfish one, to become, because you're a receiver of his grace, you then are able to become a giver to everyone you meet. And so a lot of this is, this is true discipleship, guys. This 
this is the meat and bones. And I encourage you, man, if you're, if, uh, if you're on social media or wherever, share this video. This will be, the podcast will be on our, on all of the podcasting platforms as well. If you look up the Firehouse Project, whatever. And I don't care about promoting my ministry, but I just want to see people grow in Jesus, you know, and, and be discipled. And so this is it, man. When you know that you were co-crucified with Christ, the old you is gone. Now, it doesn't matter who you are. In this moment, you are able to walk as he walked. And it's your propensity. It's easy for you. Shing, ding, 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 ding. And you notice the difference. Some people are like, man, I'm not sure if I was being like Jesus. Listen, you can feel the ego man always feels discouraging, accusing, judging, you know, never measuring up, always, you know, mean, rude, angry, you know, and the person that you are in Christ, you can feel, it feels whacked, ecstatic, loving, kind, innocent, servant-hearted, gracious, you know, empathetic and compassionate responses. And this is who we are in Christ. And so I'm just encouraging us again to take it personal. Don't, you know, this is another word for a lot of us. We don't need, you know, everyone to go and preach and join the ministry right away. Enjoy it for yourself for a while. Live it for yourself. We don't, you know, we don't, obviously I want to see everybody preaching the message and everyone's in a ministry in their own way. But so many, as soon as they start to get this stuff, they just want to tell everybody before they've taken it personal. And people are looking at your life much more than your words, isn't it? I mean, most people are so tired of words right now. Tell you what, no one even knows what to believe, but they do recognize love. They do recognize, you know, there's no mistaking love. And so when they see us taking it personal, they will know us. We are Christians by our love, the old thing. And so, and it's just so easy, man. It's it's just so easy to walk as a disciple of Jesus when you know who you are and you're feeling him in you as you're a receptacle and you're not self-generating this stuff, you know? So, hallelujah. Yeah, what did I write down in my notes? So those are, I said, have you taken it personal that your ego is dead? That you can rest secure right now, trusting Christ within to move you freely and without compulsion? Have you taken it personal that it's all by grace? Have you taken it personal that it's not by your self-generated efforts, which is what produces burnout and exhaustion and angry, bitter Christians and mean, rude Christians? because they've taken this yoke that's not even theirs and they're trying to do it in their own strength. Man, it's so, the gospel and the Christian life are amazing when it's all, when you know it's all by grace and you're moving by his inspiration within, not, you know, putting more burdens on yourself to do things that he's not even calling you to do. Though, yeah, he calls us all to do all kinds of things, but there's also specific knowing of the grace that you get to just walk in out of overflow and staying in that overflow place rather than trying to save the world. Um, whoa, shakalakalaka. There's another one uh, that I was thinking. Have you taken it personal that God has judged everyone righteous in Christ? This is another one that I think is so essential for us to move forward in the body of Christ. Um, to be convinced, like we were talking about in this, the claim of all humanity in Christ. Do you see all humanity as righteous? Like, do you believe they have good hearts and good intent? And I think in the church, man, there's so much skepticism of one another, isn't there? Like, 
man, how many times do you think it's like people are gossiping and rumoring because they're like, because it's in essence, they believe that there's some bad people in our midst. And oh, I knew it. I knew they were bad. And I'm going to tell you why. Rather than like, hey, you know, we're going to encounter struggles in a relationship where someone lets us down, where someone does something that they shouldn't have done. But do we let that define our view of them or ourselves? Do we know that we not only are judged righteous for an external thing, but we've been made righteous by virtue of our union with the being of Christ? So the claim of all humanity in Christ doesn't just say, well, yeah, you know, they're technically good, but I know they're, most people are actually jerks. No, dude. Everybody has been made righteous at their core by Jesus. And I think this is one of the, 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 the things to keep simple and to take personal, uh, that God has judged everyone righteous, not even judged, just judged them all righteous. Although that's, I like to use that language sometimes because it's like, if there's any judgment you want to make, you're just going to judge these people righteous, but not just judge them righteous, know that they actually are. And so if, if you're struggling in a relationship or, or with accusations against yourself, remember they have a good heart. They do have a good heart. In the Old Testament, you know, Jeremiah said that the heart is desperately wicked above all things. But in the new covenant, we understand that we've been given a new heart. That is part of the gospel, a new creation heart. And uh, to know that about every person, man, there are not those bad people that you have to be careful of. Sure, sometimes, you know, you want to protect your kids from somebody or you got to put up a boundary here or there for, for love's sake. But love always sees those people, everyone, as beautiful, holy, and righteous. And it's just, there's just some mental block or something that they're going through, or maybe that you've been going through. But to know one another, to really take it personal, that you're good, that they're good. This it changes everything, man. It makes the world a good place. It makes the world exciting. It's not going to hell in a handbasket. And it makes relationships work. When somebody knows that you actually believe that they're good, when they feel believed in, they respond. And uh, it's the same with you. When you believe in yourself, because Jesus believes in you, you respond. So let's take that personal, guys. Um, yeah, and you know, what's awesome when you get that revelation of the goodness, I wrote this in my notes too, is that you actually find yourself enjoying people again. You know, I, I, I hear it all the time, actually, random places or on Facebook, people are like, I don't like people. I hate people. You know, or this world would be so great if it wasn't for people. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I get it. You know, I mean, humans have done some really crappy stuff and they, and we've all been hurt by other people, you know, but the core of what the gospel comes to proclaim is that Jesus preserves us whole and good. In Christ, we are preserved whole and good. And uh, we can actually enjoy one another again. And, and I'm not trying to convert people all the time now too. Like, you know, I'm able to hang out with folks and just know uh, Holy Spirit's gonna bring revelation. And maybe that is through me. I, I don't try to not preach, but I don't feel like I need to convert everybody so that, you know, and we're only hang out with a select few of good people that are safe. I mean, I do encourage you to hang around people that are gonna be an encouragement to you, but you don't have to be afraid of anyone and you don't have to see anyone as, as bad. In fact, like I can have a good time with anybody 
enjoying and seeing where they're coming from because I know they have a beautiful heart and they have something to give to me and something to add to me. So we're allowed to simply enjoy people and ourselves when we actually take it personal that humans are good. Thank you, Jesus. And we're not good in and of ourselves. I mean, we, we've done horrible things in our independent state, but in, in union with Christ, which is a once and for all act already completed, Christ's virtue is flowing through their new hearts. And so a lot of people don't know it yet. So we do keep sharing this message, keep sharing this message, but we can commune and enjoy and relationships just flow so much easier. Am I right? (laughs) Just say it with me. I'm good. (laughs) Just say it. Yeah, just say it with me. They're good. My spouse is really good. My kids are good. My coworkers are good. My classmates are good. My my church members are good. They're good at their heart, their core. They really have good hearts. Wow. So yeah, just in, you know, kind of in closing here, holy glory. Uh, you know, yeah, shaka laka laka. Well, I've already said a lot of these things, but you know, one of the things I just keep hearing over and over is you actually do know what it feels like to walk in either the old dead ego man or to walk in Christ within. And in any moment, you're, you're empowered to walk by Christ within. Let's take that personal. Whoa, let's be Jesus, manifesting Jesus to one another. In any moment, we have that opportunity. Even if you're like, wow, but I've been screwing it up for days. Hey, right now, it's fresh again. It's fresh again to walk like Jesus walked. So I I threw out a lot of nuggets today, you know, but in essence, you know, the conversation I wanted to have was just around what are the essentials of the gospel? And then I pointed out some of those essentials. What are the simple things? Because the simple is what's going to sustain you guys. Like it's not running from, you know, to new profound word and new profound word. That's great. I actually don't mind that. I love prophetic conferences or I love hearing a sermon on a random verse that I'd never thought about. But man, what keeps us sustained is is the simple, unconditional love of God, our co-crucifixion with Christ, that the ego man is dead, that we're a new man, a new creation. And that's why we keep, you know, on on our classes on Sundays, we're going to keep hammering some of the the basics, the simple things. Uh, Partly, and I mentioned this earlier, I'll just sum this up again, but partly because I see so many of us are still not secure in the essentials. We're not resting secure in that unconditional love. It's like, we can talk about it. We're, we're beginning to, to, to know it. We can write it. You know, we can type it on Facebook, but let yourself, and this, I guess this was the second half of, of this video blog today was let yourself take it personal before we, we start a hundred ministries. That's why a lot of people want to be a preacher. I'm like, it's great. Just, you know, be, a, be an enjoyer. First, you know, <laughs> take it personal first. Let it sink in deep. There's no hurry for you to to do a bunch of ministry. Uh, what God wants is for you to know that you are loved, that you're loved, that you're loved, that you are good, that you're good, that you're good by virtue of who you are in him. Oh my God, that you are good, that you're good, that you're good, and that you're loved, that you're loved. And so is everybody else. So, whoa, I know some of the, some of this gospel, it's like people like 
criticized as the happy, clappy gospel. But I'm like, man, it's just getting happy, bro. Like if we saw the fullness of what Christ has already done, dude, our heads would explode with happiness and joy and pleasure and bliss. There is no dark side to this gospel. There's no underhanded, we signed you up for one thing, but now you got to do something else to, to prove yourself. No, like this unconditional love produces all the fruit in and of itself. When we take it personal, rest secure in his arms and know he's never going to let us go. And he's always proud of us speaking good things and that we can live in that together. So shing ding ding. I think that's all I got for today. Love you guys so much. Thanks for tuning in. Um, we got a bunch of fun stuff coming down the pike. I mentioned that at the beginning of the video. We got fun events. Come join us in Florida next week. Um, and I, I also always love to share, firstly, that uh, we do full-time ministry. Katie and I, we're, wah, shing ding ding. Um, we're traveling around and we love, we appreciate your partnership. If you're blessed by this stuff, would you consider going to thefirehouseprojects.com? Thefirehouseprojects.com and becoming a monthly partner or making a donation. Some of you guys already do, so appreciate that. Um, we want your money to be able to go to more places and, and to release more resources. And um, the other thing I've been sharing about recently is that we are opening our children's home this month. In fact, I just sent the money over uh, to buy all the, the beds and the, the closets and the mattresses and the supplies for the kids' rooms in Nepal. And so if you want to sew into that, you know, and so we're starting this children's home in uh, just outside Kathmandu, Nepal. Um, go to thefirehouseprojects.com and click on donate or become a monthly partner. So drunk. Or you can hit us up if you would like to give through other means. We've got, you know, Cash App, Venmo. You can give on Facebook a lot of ways, but um, our website's easiest. Uh, we can keep track of it there. And uh, shing, ding, ding. Oh, man, how are you guys doing? Are you whacked? you feeling good? You ready to go into your day taking it personal that you are one with him? That the old you is gone and you're fully able to live just like Jesus. Whoa. That Jesus, it's not even by an effort of your own, but just by resting in what's already true about you to flow in that unconditional love because you're unconditionally loved. Wow, 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 wow. I believe it. I believe you are. Holy glory. But let's just end with one big drink together. Maybe pray in tongues for a second. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your gospel. Thank you for the simple things and you making it personal in your person once and for all. Holy Ghost, Abba, Jesus, Holy Spirit, activating the message in our lives because it's already here. Thank you, Lord. And people just waking up to the glory, supernatural outbreaks of glory, just in their finance, in their bodies. Um, whoa, just knowing that, watching this gospel produce fruit in their relationships and in every area. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Everyone watching, everyone listening, just receiving that effortless fruit of the gospel in their personal lives. That this is the revolution. This is the transformation, Lord. It starts with us. Actually, it started with you. <laughs> but it flows through us. We're not waiting for some big stadium event or some big move, Lord. We are in revival. I thank you, Lord. And there is no high like the most high. I love you guys. Um, I've, I've been recommending 
The Claim of Humanity in Christ. Pick that up. I've also been recommending my book, High on God, if you really want to get jacked on some of the essentials, some of the simple things. I tried to keep it real simple and whacked in this book. Check out our High on God book. There is no high like the most high. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks for tuning in. Be blessed. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to the Firehouse Chronicles with Matt and Katie Spinks. Check out all of the events and other grace and glory resources we've been inspired to host at thefirehouseprojects.com. There's so much brewing right now. Also, Matt and Katie do ministry full-time with the support of partners like you. So if you're blessed by our ministry, would you consider becoming a monthly partner or making a one-time donation at thefirehouseprojects.com donate. The more partnership we have, the more resources and nations we get to reach with this glorious good news. So thank you so much. Cheers, deep drinks, and until next time.